Welcome back to NFT Talks Podcast. I'm your host, Sean. And today's guest, we have Michael. Now, Michael is a co-founder of a project called Chester. Now, Chester are doing so much great things for the NFT community. They're helping onboarding artists to join the space, but they're also onboarding collectors and connecting collectors to artists uh, within the space. They're doing so much things with regards to helping them financially, supporting them mentally. Um, so definitely take time to listen to this one, share, let other people know about this uh, because it is amazing and subscribe and let's help build this community. Welcome back to the NFT Talks podcast. Uh, today, I've got a guest, and he goes by the name of Michael. He is one of the co-founders of Chester. Now, Chester is a, a great project. They're something that I'm very passionate about. Um, they're doing great things within the community. It's built for the community. Um, but before we get into that, Michael, just give yourself a short introduction. Say hello to everybody. Hello, all. And thank you, Sean, for having me here. Um, so I'm one of the co-founders of Chester. We're building a social marketplace to democratize NFT discovery through gamified engagements. So uh, we help artists monetize their work by bundling content into loot boxes, if, uh, in short. So for emerging artists who are drowned out without, you know, with, with little exposure in sales in the space, we help them bundle their content alongside each other as digital loot boxes. And for crypto curious buyers who are priced out without, you know, affordable access to high quality NFTs, we help them discover new favorite artists essentially so that's yeah. uh yeah yeah i mean like i mean i know you just jumped straight into it like that is so important in the space at this point i don't want to kind of brush over that i mean obviously in order to help the nft space grow there is a lot of uh teething problems that need to be fixed and i feel that artists may enter the space and see obviously that people being successful but don't understand that there's going to be a, a, a marketing uh, and obviously you've got to do the sales side of it and then also the flip side is collectors entering the space so you're connecting both uh, you the artists to the collectors and kind of like pleasing both sides is that right mm -hmm, exactly yeah I, I think it's a very important problem to solve because you can think of this as a problem with the inefficient market that's going on right now like yeah. the whole nft space is very new let's say as an emerging creator as an artist coming into the space you you're, you're trying to navigate everything that's going on. So many platforms, so many projects, like what, how can you leverage your own work as a creator? Like, are you here to make money? Or are you participating in just a booming, you know, uh, technology market and such? So there's a lot of questions you have to tackle. So mm -hmm. uh, I've been here since, uh, like in the crypto space since 2016. And I've noticed this is almost like a recurring theme. Like every time there's a boom in popularity, people come in, they have lots of questions. They want to figure out how to get involved. And this wave in particular this year is more about, you know, NFTs yeah. and what's in fashion right now is like arts and collectibles. So I've seen a lot, I've seen a lot um, of creators who, who feel a lot, who really lost basically. They, they, they sometimes get into very stressed positions and say like, oh shit, everyone around me is like, you know, making a lot of money. They're participating, selling work here. There. How do I get to participate in this? How do I even promote my work? How do I price my work and such? So, um, so anyway, I, I think that's a lot of that going on. And mm -hmm. um, a problem that I'm really starting to notice is um, they, they, they feel lost and they don't know what to do. And at the same time, they feel like they're missing out on the booming market. 
and they're building a lot of anxiety, right? <laughs> so I, I call this, <laughs> yeah, I call this a distribution problem in the market um, where, you know, a very small percentage of early adopters get to dominate majority of the marketplaces in sales, like the same few thousand sellers, same few thousand buyers, and the newcomers will feel like they're missing out, they're figuring, they're struggling to feel how they can work uh, to get by. And that's what, what we're trying to build, like a technology-enabled solution for them to, to sort of sell or discover their work, right? And without having to get very good at commercial distribution or business concepts and stuff, so they can focus on what they want to do. Right. Anyway, that's a, that's a gist of it. Yeah. Now you've you've now I just <laughs> you hit the nail on the head. I speak to so many people that are suffering, and you talked about something that hasn't even been spoken about is that the fact that everybody's selling. And the fact that you're trying to get into the market and think, oh, I want to make a sale and you feel like you're missing out. And that almost creates emotional, <laughs> emotionally that that can affect yeah. people yeah. and then yeah. stop people from creating. So that, the yeah. fact that you touched on that, and I know that I've been on your Discord and seen the kind of things you're doing on that side, which is great, which we're going to definitely touch on. But yeah, like I'm going to say it here, I'm going to repeat throughout the podcast. If you are a creator, you need to go and check out these guys and look at what they're doing because they are, they're offering a helping hand where there isn't a lot of there isn't a lot of that and they're covering all different areas so guys make sure you go check it out but yeah let's jump into it um let's jump into a bit of your background i know you touched you've been in the crypto space for a while but you're not the only founder so how did the project actually come together and why yeah um so yeah starting with my own background so i actually studied economics back in university and my career has been in engineering and then at my latest job, I kind of made a transition to business operations, like at a leadership role. So I have kind of like a little bit of different background. Uh, with crypto, I've been following it since 2016. So I've been around see the rise and fall of crypto kitties, yeah. all the rise of crypto punks and such. And then, and then we had the ICO boom, like all the DeFi projects. And this year we have a lot of, a lot of the NFT boom and such. So I've seen a lot of these cycles. Um, so from that experience, observing from the sidelines, like I can see, you know, a lot of patterns and such, and and really realize that a lot of times it really is about this thing called information asymmetry. Like newcomers face overwhelmed by all the things that are going on, they want to get into it, but they don't know how to. Mm -hmm. um, so, so, so that's like something that that's really intrigued me because the whole crypto like decentralized movement is supposed to put the control back in the individual's hand, right? But every time something like that happens in these booms and bust cycles, the average person doesn't know what to do and they end up having to face with so many decisions because all the controls are suddenly in their hand. It doesn't mean you know what to do with it, right? Yeah. Like, so, so there's always this like uh, sort of um, disconnect with like what the space is promising versus what people actually seeing. Um, so, so I got very interested and this year is when I, you know, when I uh, left my job, left my full-time job and started with Chester, Started back in March, we really wanted to develop a uh, a solution for the creators to um, basically sell their work without hassle, and for creators, sorry, for collectors to discover work without hassle. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's our goal. And then uh, later on, we recruited our other co-founders. We have another uh, product lead, my brother John, and then we have um, an engineering lead, which is uh, a former coworker of mine. He takes on actual product development. Mm -hmm. um, we also have a community team of three, uh, Gianmarco, Andrea, and Suruj. They help us with a lot of, you know, moderation and promotions and such. Um, it, it really is a, uh, like, you know, a community effort. 
Um, I'll pause it at that. We'll get into some other more specific stuff about Chester. Yeah. 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 I mean, like, it's, I feel like you've assembled like <laughs> the Avengers, everyone to come from the ethnic area, because I spoke to you and Marco, <laughs> and he's everyone. What I found that with your team, that every people that I've spoken to, everyone's very passionate in mm -hmm. regards to mm -hmm. what they're doing uh, and they, they play their role and everyone goes in 100%. Mm -hmm. Like, what, what thing I, I want to talk about is the things that you're doing with obviously Chester. Now, um, you talk about the three programs, which is, I think is, I've never seen anybody doing that. I want to understand how it's working. Uh, so obviously you've got the direct bidding, uh, which is real yeah. interesting. So that's obviously every, is it every week, you two or three creators, you'll make a bid on somebody, someone in the community. Yep. So okay. yeah, yeah. To provide some context, it comes from first our, our organization's principle, right? We want to deliver support to people who are coming into a space. Yeah. And it's going to take time for us to actually build out the product. That's, that's an app. That's a platform. It's going to take us time to build. So in the meantime, we need to deliver value to the people who need it upfront. Right. So that's why we started with the community portion uh, with a, a series of community programs. So what you mentioned is the direct bidding part. That's a community curation program. So we have a monthly budget. We try to bid on one or two pieces of work every week. And then, um, that's a way to directly support people that we think have potential. We evaluate them based on a few uh, uh, criteria, basically, like you know, how active and supportive you are in this space. Do you actually are you actually good with your craft? You know, um, like are you pricing your work fairly? And we try to you know give feedback and, and engage them in, along the way. So that's one. Two is a gas fee sponsorship program, yes. um, uh, and another very important pillar in our community because um, we've. Like, I don't know, you and I, right? We come from yeah. like fairly stable economies where uh, gas fees, even when they're expensive, we can afford if we bite the bullet, like a yeah. couple hundred bucks or worst case, like, right? Or like average 10, 20, 30 bucks, that's fine. But from a lot of creators who are coming from like other, you know, economies, these are like expensive amounts for them to pay. Um, so we've noticed that a lot of creators who are like just as talented as we are, just as passionate as we are, yeah. they come into this space, but they are blocked out because they can't afford, they can't, either can't afford to make their first mint or they, they can, but they cannot experiment as freely because each experiment costs money, Costed, right? What yeah. if they want to change the price two weeks later, it costs money. Like what if they want to burn a piece costs money. So we started having that program to, you know, help people out to take the first step into the, into the NFT space. And we've sponsored, I think over 150 uh, creators so far. Wow. And it's worked out really well. Like even just from like what we did in the past few months, I've already seen like quite a few creators who got into the space because of us and are now selling their pieces left and right and like hitting the sort of the sort of success, quote success yeah. in the space at this moment. So yeah, it's really meaningful. Um, and then three, we have uh, the third program is a content bounty where we sort of, you know, outsource our own design tasks and, and some of our network uh, artwork commissions. We post a bounty of requirements uh, uh, we announce a reward and then people in the community just submit their, their designs and artworks and then we, we pick a first one. Uh, that's how we got our own Twitter banner, you know, um, that's how we got our uh, mystery chest design and then, and then we, we always have these ongoing. Yeah. Anyway, so, so yeah. Yeah, I feel like it's just a strategy. I don't know if this was planned or you, you, the way you've kind of structured this whole, this, this, this community is that you've got them working in a way to work in a good manner obviously and you'll get rewarded uh, but then also you're creating stuff for the community but the community is getting rewarded for that because they're helping you build so mm -hmm. everyone feels a part of what's going on because they're mm -hmm. involved 
and everyone's getting awarded. Like, and the community is, I wouldn't say it's, it's, it isn't large at this point, is it? It's under the 1K at this point, which is, is still a small community on the, the big scale of things. But mm -hmm. this is why it's so important. People can join now. Like people are accessible, you guys are accessible. I, I see how active your discords are and whatnot. Like everybody wants to help. So it's it's so important. It's, it's so important. So like, again, it, as I go through this, I'm going to put a little alert out there to say, guys, you need to, you need to join the community. <laughs> like, because I'll say yeah. that because with NFT talks ourselves, obviously our, help, our aim is to like educate people within the space because I feel that that's going to be needed in order to help people to progress but you guys are taking it, I feel like you're taking that one step further. The step after the education is guiding them how to actually sell something and do it in the right manner, putting at the right pricing. What do you what do you get out of it? Connecting to people, building community, collaborations and whatnot. Like I feel you're covering all pillars, which is great. Um obviously we will build on to talking about obviously the chest chester uh, mystery box. Oh yes, I feel that is <laughs> I think that was a just a yeah, a great collaboration project. Like just touch on that and Tell me how that came about. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, so that is, uh, so so yeah, for context, that's more on the product side. That's always been development mm -hmm. um, because, you know, like communities, nice and all, we can always scale this up. But at the end of the day, we need to secure a good source of funding as an entity so that we can keep these community support programs going indefinitely, right? Yeah. Um, so we need to explore other ways to deliver value that's more maybe like more on the commercial side other than you know like the peer-to-peer -peer collaborative side so we've been working on a platform which is a social marketplace that i mentioned in the beginning where uh our vision for the platform is that as a creator you can just create your work that's good and then you mm -hmm. drop it in and then because it's a mystery chess series where like the, the contents randomized each okay. sale the collector yeah. on the other side they, they can open and get a randomized piece right but as you see with this format as you scale it um, it's becoming a very, uh, almost like a liquidity pool or like a pool of content where as long as you can drop your piece in, it'll be sold at some point because everything in there is, is randomized, right? It's not one person has to find you particular to buy your work and which is a problem with a lot of marketplaces right now because you never yes. get discovered, right? So mm -hmm. in this case, like it's just a matter of time. As long as your piece is in there, it will be sold. So that's our, our vision. And I think it's very powerful because now from the creator point of view, you are not just promoting your work alone anymore. You are promoting the same series of mystery chests alongside everyone else who's in the series, right? So we're aligning all the individual efforts into joint efforts to promote the same thing, which is yeah. much, much more powerful than you trying to DM a hundred different collectors to like, hey, check out my work. And then the same collector received hundred different DMs from hundred different people, each mm -hmm. one trying to promote the individual work, right? Yeah. Now you're talking about hundred people all promoting the same thing and then that the, the mainstream audience or collective audience can go back to the same series because they hear about the same thing. So it's a much more uh, potent way for people to, to promote, promote together. And from the collector point of view, right, you actually get more quality assurance because yeah. let's say if you are, um, um, if you're collecting a space right now, a lot of the behaviors that I notice are like, the collectors have to get pretty sophisticated. They, they do research on the creator, like look at their background. They almost, they have, the collector has to have some sort of like, almost like a refined taste to know what they're looking for. And then mm -hmm. uh, they determine whether some pieces price fairly, they have to talk to the creator, almost negotiate sometimes and, and also understand, okay, am I just buying a, a JPEG or am I buying the commercial rights to rights, this piece yeah. or, or can I redistribute it? Can I print it? So these things are all unclear in a lot of, you know, marketplaces, despite all the hype and noise and such. 
So all we can say, right, is that um, this does not, it should not reflect what mainstream adoption would look like because the average person won't know about these things. So, so we always try to think about, okay, so for average collector point of view, how can they benefit from this, this mystery chest format, which, which is that if they get a chest, they, the chest reveals an artwork, that's already part of a group of peers that we've already kind of peer vetted, right? Because mm -hmm. for a creator to have their work submitted into chest, they have to first get pass or curation. So, yeah. so that's another, you know, like quality assurance aspect where let's say if you or a friend or your mom, mom and pops who's coming into the space and want to try something, don't know where to start, get a chest. You don't have to worry about the commercial rights and consumer rights and stuff. You know that everything that comes out from the chest is, is trustworthy, right? So that's the sort of uh, value we want to provide to a collector as well. And of course we'll have like pricing and such, but that's like later. Does that later rely on, so, I mean, what you're saying there, and this is that relies, that relies on, you're putting all the pressure on yourselves as a, a, a company to market, to be that reputable company to say that we're going to deliver at this standard. Is that, would, it, would that fair, fair, fair to it's say? A, it's a good question. So yeah. first starting, yes, of course, we want to, we want to take this load um, among ourselves. So like mm -hmm. our team and the community team, and we involve our own community to, to, um, sort of practice through rounds of, you know, rounds of curation. So we actually collectively figure out what's good as curation principles, like what yeah. qualities we look for, what's consistently reliable and such, right? That's a learning process. But going forward, we, we will decentralize this process where we let the communities vote simply, like what, what type of work gets to be, in, gets to make into a series, what type of work we get to bid next, what type of work we'll receive guest free sponsorship next. Like mm -hmm. we'll progressively decentralize these aspects. But to start, right? Like we can't start with everyone trying to each have an opinion on what to do. We always yeah. have to start small, figure out what works, try to reproduce it and then scale it up. So that's always our, our direction. So is it only uh, is it only artwork then at the moment then like um like is, would you do like with music or you know that so like... yeah yeah um so in the in the first drop we have only done a Genesis drop so far we have a yeah. couple more lined up but the first drop we had twenty seven artworks and yes. one collectible actually the collectible was a Board Ape Kennel Club piece which is a the derivative Pricey piece yeah, yeah. <laughs> so which is a which is a good um, good good uh, noteworthy thing too in um in each series. Because you know different artworks are of different value. Yes. Sometimes we put in like a much higher value one, like the kennel club piece, as an enticer. So that yeah. appeals to the general audience. So people might come for the artwork. Some others might come for the the high value, high value piece. And but either way, they can't lose because they they discover someone else's work in the process. Yeah. And we also put in a bunch of additional content to pad that pad that value offering for people. So it's quite quite exciting. What's what price are you selling? Is it a fixed price? Is it you selling the chest set? Chest set? Um, yes. So for the first series, it was 0.3 ether. It was mm. priced at the average value of all NFTs in the series. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So going forward, we will definitely get more flexible. There will be some series that are pricier with higher quality work. There are some series that are much cheaper. Our goal is to have something for everyone coming into the space because, yeah. again, like we want to make this a combination of community and product that delivers value to all or to the average stakeholder in the space, not just the 1% people who can buy works for 10 ether who's driving most of the noise. Mm. Our whole mission is to make it accessible for everyone, right? Mm. So, so we, we, we'll diversify the, the uh, price of the works, we'll diversify on the genre of, of the works that we mm -hmm. offer and not just art and collectibles as well. And eventually we have a much more ambition of mission of going into like other types of NFTs, like tickets, gift cards, yeah. like, but anyway, it's just a format, right? All right. So what, as a, probably a question that 
creators, any creators are probably listening to, what do a creator get from it then? What how's what how's it shared in regards to, or is it shared? Is just like is it a gifted from the creator, or do they get a percentage? They get paid. They get paid. Yes. Okay. So the the work is basically uh, each piece of art that we put into the mystery chess series mm-hmm. is literally um, uh, the price is determined by the creators themselves. We just determine whether it's fair and we help them adjust a little bit, but Uh, it's their work. They get paid for selling it. We just take a small percentage commission to cover Mm -hmm. our own cost and that's it. We don't even we didn't even make a profit in our in our first job, because we that's not our goal. Right? We're just trying yeah. to like make sure we we learn as fast as we can, iterate on on the format, so that we can do mm. something that we can scale and we produce a hundred times, a thousand times, so that we mm. can touch as many people as possible. Like yeah. profit's not our focus right now. But anyway, yeah. hope that answered your question. Now that does make sense. Uh, so you sell it on your own marketplace, or you collaborate with another one? Mm-hmm. So the the actual sale takes place on our own platform. Uh, okay. We have a Chester smart contract that we developed in-house. So that okay. handles, you know, uh, so creators can deposit their NFTs into the smart contract. And then once the sale's over, it also remits the payments to, uh, to the creators. Mm-hmm. Um, but another, another noteworthy point is that each NFT that can make it into the series does not have to be minted on our platform. We, we focus on compatibility. So okay. in, in our previous series, there are some pieces from Foundation, some from Known Origin, Maker's Place, OpenSea, Okay. We focus on being compatible because we don't want to get in the way of you know creators building the portfolio on other platforms. We just want to help them sale, right? Discovery mm-hmm. and distribution is our focus. We're not focused on minting or like you know primary sales and such. Okay, that makes sense. That yeah, that that makes sense. And so, as a creator, you it could be a piece that you you've got you've sold a few and you have you got a piece one piece left and you think you put it in a Chester box to try and sell with other pieces of work and you price it at whatever price you want to price it at long as it's fair mm-hmm, exactly so that goes through like a evaluation committee sort of stage where yeah we negotiate with them a little bit because pricing right like most yeah. people have noticed like one they're they have no idea how to fairly price their work <laughs> like you have people just coming into the space never made a sale and price their work at two ether like, which is like literally a simple simple jpeg like some others like they undervalue their own work too like, yes like you have career artists who came in with 20 years of experience but because they're they're nervous. They put the work at point one ether, right? Like, like so. Still, so we try to yeah. give them a hand, you know, to price this fairly. How how do you? Okay, there's a, one thing you probably ask. How do you join the community? Is it as simple as just getting invited to the Discord? Does somebody have to get an invite? How's oh, it work? Okay. How's that work? Yeah. So easiest ways to first go to our Twitter page at Chester mm-hmm. NFT. It provides uh, all the links that you need. So you can find a website there. You can find a Discord there. The Discord groups open, so you can you can also find a Discord invite link on there. Um, and then once you get into the Discord, all we need is just that um, you go through a captcha, like so you know, not a bot, right? It's like mm-hmm. it's an open Discord group, so yeah. you can just come come hang out, come say hi. Um, we have people always, you know, asking for feedback for the creations. You can you can do it by yourself or give feedback. And then we uh, every week we have uh, we set goals together. It's like personal yeah, goals that, that we set. That every week. part yeah. I found amazing. Yeah. Like <laughs> if needed, it makes sense. Like if, that support aspect of people creating goals and, and people are actively doing it you can see that i've done this i'm setting this goal and then they come back and say this is what we've done that mm-hmm. helps and doing it together that makes it a lot easier but, it yeah. really helps it really helps <laughs> and it, it's great it's one of my favorite parts about these uh these um like engagement with the with the community members because like by setting goals together we kind of get get a sense of what each other is aiming for in the space for and yeah. we ha- help each other calibrate our expectations like some of them say like um, I want to sell two pieces of work this week, 
but that's something out of your control. Is it even a realistic yeah. goal to have, right? Mm-hmm. And then by others pointing that out, now you know, oh, that's true. And okay, actually, it's pretty cool that I engage with others and manage my expectations and we're working on this together. And every week we keep each other accountable. Okay, that, and that, to, that part. <laughs> and uh, to sweeten the pot a little bit, every week, end of the week, we randomly pick one of the uh, people who achieve their goals and then we issue a Gatsby sponsorship, just like a little bit. Uh, okay, so there you go. So it's extra perks, extra perks. And another yeah. thing that I re- I really liked is the, the morale support, which is, yeah, this was this going to happen. Like people struggling, yeah. whether they're having a bad week and maybe not getting any sales or like that side of it, like having a, a place to go and just vent and mm-hmm. other people just, yeah, just giving, lending a word to, of support. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's very important to, to feel that it's okay to be vulnerable and share yeah. perspectives. Because um, as mentioned earlier, this space is fast moving. There's a lot of noise, a lot of sales. You see people sell their work left and right for like various amounts. You always feel you're missing out. Mm-hmm. Um, for people who are coming into this space, this is something that is quite hard to deal with. Like sometimes like, yeah. like missing out on something is the worst feeling in the world. Like everybody's it's overwhelming. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like it's like, Almost like in a gold rush and see all your friends are digging up gold, but you're the only one standing here, you know, you know, just twiddling yeah. their thumbs. Like, what am I doing? Right. So it's not a good feeling. Um, I, I, I've, again, I've been here since like 2016. So I've seen a few cycles where people coming into the space feel like they're missing out. And yeah. then a lot of times it, it pushes them to make impulsive decisions that may not be good decisions, like emotional yeah. decisions. Like, Hey, I need to FOMO into this investment or I need to, uh, FOMO into creating a lot of low quality work so I can list them as soon as possible for a chance of sales. So they kind of lose sight of what's truly important, which is what is their goal and involvement in this emerging space? What do they truly want to do? They kind of lose sight because they, they get distracted by all the you know hype and activity that's going on. And as those go on further and further, people start to you know feel anxious, like, what am I in for? What am I doing? And then they, they blame themselves, like, I'm missing out. I'm not worthy. And then that's why it's important to yeah. share share the perspectives. Like everybody has it hard. Everybody's looking at the same thing. This NFT space is uncharted territory. We not, nobody knows what they're doing. We're trying yes. to figure it out together, right? Yeah. So 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 that's the sort of the setting for people to motivate each other physically. Yeah. I mean, I can relate. I mean, I I, I always get a bit of a, a bit of pain when I when I see a board ape because I was there when it was minting time and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, didn't, I didn't yeah. get one. And every time I see one, I'm like. Uh. <laughs> But yeah, yeah. This, this can happen on a, on a large scale. And like you mentioned, it's a fast pace. There's lots of finance being exchanged and people are buying PFP projects for a couple hundred dollars. And then tomorrow it's worth $5,000. And it's just like, it's, <laughs> it's just yeah. crazy. But one thing I will say is, and um, I do see a lot of, uh, well, a few courses out there now. I mean, what's your thoughts on that? Because to me, I think, how can you offer a course on buying PFP projects if it's all down to yeah. you're buying into a concept and it's not what yeah. there's no guarantee that you're going to make money so yeah. what's your yeah. thoughts on that it's uh <laughs> it's funny but I, I don't have I haven't seen those courses myself but so mm-hmm. I don't I'm not gonna comment directly on them but yeah in general reminds me of like the the self-help guru courses or like the stock investment courses where yeah pay me x hundred dollars and I'm gonna teach you how to get rich off stock investments right yeah so, so you know that if they, if those people are actually so good at that, they won't share their secrets. They will be, they will be 
capitalizing on their own secrets indefinitely and, and get super rich without telling anyone, right? Valid point. That, <laughs> that if, if, if they want to share something with you and charge you for it, um, when nobody else supposed you know what's actually going on, like you can be pretty sure that it's probably some snake oil they're trying to peddle, right? Yeah. Uh, maybe some, a couple of good insights, a couple of good wisdom anywhere, like maybe dropped in there. But I don't think at this stage there's anything worth paying for just yet. Yeah, I, and I, I agree with you. And the thing is there, like there's people like yourself, like look, you're, you're doing active things within the community, putting out free information. Um, I've, I've connected with me, myself, NFT Talks and other people are actually putting things out there. And you can go on YouTube. And I mean, okay, to a certain extent, YouTube, not everybody knows what they're talking about, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there are places you've got to find a place and, and communities yeah. and speak to people. That's the best thing to do. Yeah. yeah. Even for paid content, sometimes I think it's like almost like a false signal. Like people still most of the time don't know what they're talking about. Yeah. You're just getting trash advice with extra steps in all the way. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's, it's at least for now, because, because again, like reminds me of um, a few years ago, I saw people offering like, cryptocurrency investment courses on like Udemy on some of the like, you know, online certification websites. And then a year later, that standard that they were teaching was out of date. Like there's no yeah. point. It's mm-hmm. like, sorry, my cat's getting in the way. That's all right. <laughs> I've had a few cats on the, on the episodes, man, just walking across and knocking over cameras. So don't worry about yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, that's wanted to hear your thoughts on that because I feel like that is things like that too. Also the education route around that, like, it isn't you shouldn't be i don't feel that anyone should be paying for education at this point because it is fairly new things are changing day by day everybody in this space i don't think a lot anybody can't claim to be an expert mm-hmm. personally i mean um, there are people who are very knowledgeable but experts i wouldn't, I wouldn't go that far what's your yeah. thoughts on that unless you're going to say you're an expert <laughs> yeah I wouldn't, I wouldn't call myself that yeah i'm just one of the one of the bystanders you know like now i'm just getting the game but yeah, but yeah. for the longest time i was a bystander um I, w- I would say, yeah, definitely. I, w- I wouldn't dismiss all of the paid content that are offered. Mm-hmm. Some of them I've seen that are truly, truly valuable and it's worth worth the weight in gold. Um, but in general, be skeptical. Anything that requires money, just be skeptical, especially in a space that's so new. Yeah. Like people are, majority of people try, try trying to figure out what's what's actually works. That's one. Two is that even if they actually know what they're talking about, it may become invalid within six months or a year or two years so be careful what you're paying for and there is so much free resource out there um just be open-minded on on certain concepts and, and don't don't feel you know uh one thing that I, I hear sometimes is that people get intimidated by certain concepts let's say you're a, an artist coming yeah. into the space you kind of put this mental block around your head that i cannot get good with certain technical concepts or business concepts and such and then and then they turn to like oh, that's why I can only focus on creating art. I don't care about selling. I don't care about everything else. Yes. Um, yeah. So that limits a lot of choices, right? Mm. Um, and, the, and the same thing goes for like, when they do research, they kind of uh, block out the technical concept and such like, I, yeah, I don't know. Like, this is just something out of my control. But I think um, what's important is to recognize that NFTs in particular, it's just between art technology and business. It's as much one aspect as any other. So yeah. don't dismiss all other domains and just talk to people from various domains. There are some, you know, uh, legal chat, Twitter spaces that pop in, like love those, right? Like take advantage of all the free resources available and open your mind to, to learn about these things. Like, yes. like trust yourself. You, you haven't, 
you haven't learned about these things in your life just yet, but never too late to start, right? Like just find, find, find a mental blueprint and start putting, putting concepts onto that blueprint is, oh yeah, this is a business concept. This is a technology concept. And once you accumulate more enough, you can now start drawing connections and just, just a really valid way to learn. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And like I said, the one thing about important is speak to different people. Everyone's going to have their own experiences, uh, ups mm. and downs, knowledge-wise. And taking that knowledge, it may open your eyes to other opportunities, things that you never even thought existed or were thinking about. Yeah. Because like there's, like I said, we're just touching on art at this point. But NFTs is a, NFT is a lot more than that. It's a technology that can be attached to anything. So yeah. what, what do you think, apart from art, I mean, where do you feel that the NFT space is going um, in the next, say, say five to 10 years? Where do you think it's going to be? What kind of thing, what industries are going to disrupt or be disrupted? Yeah, yeah. Um, that's a good question. So if you ask 100 people, you probably get 100 answers. Yeah. But what, <laughs> what, what's in common, I think, would be... Um, it's full of potential, right? Possibly lots of aspects of our lives are gonna be touched by NFTs and mm-hmm. also cryptocurrencies. Um, but by focusing on NFT itself, the way, the way it is right now, it's a, you can see it as like a digital artifact mm-hmm. um, that represents certain activities, right? That has value. The value is like part cultural, part commercial. The, right now what's in fashion is like people using it to, re- to represent artistic value, like artworks, some collectibles, which has some semblance of utility, which you can use it as your profile, profile picture yeah. or can give you access, right? Um, so it kind of fueled this boom. Uh, but at the end of the day, NFT is just a format and it's up to people to invent different ways to utilize this format, right? And going forward, I, I do think that um, the sort of value of NFT is going to move more from something arbitrary like cultural value to more capture, like measurable value like utility uh, or even financial value. Mm-hmm. where like you're going to definitely see like nft-based gift cards coming up nft-based event tickets coming up uh, uh membership cards like all kinds of actual uh, business applications being put on nft um, it's just a matter of time that i'm sure and then in five years i think five to ten years time frame i think we're definitely going to see um businesses where uh they offer, they bring some of the traditional use cases into the NFT context, and then they are now starting to get connected and have a new, whole new layer of like uh, application and merch that we've never seen before. So let's say if you combine uh, NFT event tickets with NFT gift cards and like a bunch of other stuff, and because now it's NFT, it exists on blockchain, is open to mm-hmm. uh, utilization by other projects as well. Uh, it's like interoperable, right? Um, you will probably see something like. Um, now certain businesses that specialize in bringing multiple different independent projects together and develop new use cases out of it. Like a loyalty yeah. reward system that's tied to particular gift card purchase or track record of certain things that, that are based off of these, uh, the, the transaction history, like the provenance of, of, of yeah, your yeah. commercial activities, right? So I think we're definitely gonna see something like that. Um, art, you know, arts and collectibles, of course, they'll be around, they'll keep growing, but, but the percentage dominance relative to the overall market is going to shrink over time, I think. Mm. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I mean, what added on what you just said there, do you feel that uh, dynamic NFTs is going to be something of the future added on with how businesses are going to use that? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Like, di- um, or like applications of NFTs, like NFTs as a format can be more dynamic, yes, but the applications of the of these nfts as well like just different combinations you just mix and match use cases and come up with no new use business possibilities right yeah i think we're going to see a lot of like um, 
extra, extra value add because of the interconnectedness of the, all these projects. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like things that we never thought of, like, probably yeah. can't think of for now. Yeah. So what, what I'm for looking example. forward to is that, um, for example, okay, then say I've, I've related to sport, for example, say if you go into a, a World Cup finals football match and there's, mm -hmm. you can buy an NFT ticket for that match but you can buy um, either if it's England winning or Brazil winning the, the NFT. And if they do win, then you get a special NFT off the result. So that off, based off live results, does that, make, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. These are, yeah, I think these are all good examples, um, which brings up an important point because as all these different use cases come up, the average person you're now going to have to deal with probably thousands of NFTs in your wallet at the same time. Yes. <laughs> so there has to be a good... Um, like management solution for it. Like mm. how, like you, for you to categorize, these are about uh, consumer products. These are from uh, daily necessities. These are from entertainment and such for you to effectively organize because each NFT may come with its specific features, right? Yes. Even right now, we're already seeing some of that. Like if you purchase a uh, hundred different NFTs from hundred different uh, collectible projects, each one comes with specific perks and rewards. Some of them have airdrops, some of them give you Discord access. Like you're already losing track of what you manage. Yeah. <laughs> so I think it's just a matter of time before uh, before some some products are developed just to target this specific aspect of it. Yeah. Yeah. Now that makes sense. That <laughs> makes sense. Uh, and also the, I mean, one thing I feel that's going to have to be done is the, the whole the easier managing the wallet. Like the that's the aspect yeah, of it. I think it's yeah. a bit at the moment. It's a bit a lot of friction in regards to what you're going to do with the passwords. I don't understand the security, but yeah. um, that's got to be easier down the line. I know that's Samsung. Uh, that has got, to be, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Has so. Samsung done the, the collaboration, have they? With, is it with, um, who have they done it with? Engine, maybe? I'm not sure. I'm not sure who they've done mm -hmm. it with. Who, do you not, have you, have you seen that? Uh, no, no. Samsung, they've got digital wallet, and I'm sure Apple's going to do one soon. They're going to have their own wallets on mm -hmm. the phone automatically, and that mm -hmm. that might uh, invite mass adoption. Mm -hmm. I, I think it's just uh, a matter of time, because, uh, again, the average individual is not equipped to handle like information security or like financial like deep financial concepts or certain things mm -hmm. just like the internet when it was first invented right it was like the hobbyists and and, and the early adopters who, who first got into sending emails people think like why should i go through so many hoops to send an email or yeah. like what's the point of making a website like after you I have to sit down connect to a device to view certain things but now it's just everyday life so you don't have to understand what uh, HTTP is. You don't have to understand what SMTP is. Like IP, like, like nobody, average person doesn't understand any of those. Yeah. Because those are abstracted away by like, you know, other uh, more direct consumer facing products. Mm -hmm. So those are like quality of life improvements. I think it's just a matter of time before we'll get there with uh, with crypto products as well. Yeah. So what, NFT wise, what, what um, are you collecting NFTs yourself? And if so, what are you collecting? What have you got? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, mostly arts and collectibles. Yeah, I have a couple okay. apes myself. I like you know some you know like cool cats, bulls on the block, like you know a few of those. Okay. of women. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you got some good ones then. You got us, <laughs> <laughs> you definitely got some good ones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, gotta gotta you know uh, jump in a little bit. You know when when everyone's also having fun, it's great. It's great. Um, and then personally, I also collected some art pieces. Um, again, like just to support support the creators who are coming into the space. Um, just my way of, you know, contributing to the inefficient market, help make it a little bit more efficient, having helping talents take their first step into the space and such. Um, but aside from that, um, you know, like usual DeFi products, like, you know, try to earn yields and such. Yeah. 
pretty pretty normal pretty normal involvement okay <laughs> well yeah you've got so you've definitely just not shy away from it you've definitely got some good collectibles there <laughs> now, I'm a bit jealous at the moment but uh, I'll leave it there but one thing I want lastly I want to touch on is the metaverse obviously this is something that a lot of people are talking about uh, the VC world of everyone's investing in it I know Facebook made an announcement talking about they're going to do the metaverse um, obviously mingling with VR and AR and stuff like that so talk to me about that where do you see that going and what involvement is it going to have in regards to what you're doing um so I do, okay, so that's a couple parts of the question, I guess. So one, like when it comes to like metaverse, um, I think it can already exist without any AR, VR involvement. You can connect to a metaverse solution with like a browser. You can like, like click around like through traditional, almost like a video game, right? You play yeah. through a computer and you walk around that virtual world. Um, VR and AR is going to make it much more immersive. So that for for the average person who uses that, like it feels like you're living in a separate world instead of just playing a game or such, right? So um, either way, I think we're going to see a lot of new forms of economies emerge in it, um, like entirely virtual items, like yeah. uh, where you can decorate your own in-house space that's that you can call yourself, and you collect digital collectibles that you can now display within your personal space in in virtual world, um, and and these are all things that are kind of like. Uh, uh, representation of our usual existing reality that can now be replicated virtually, things that you hold dear or normally wouldn't have a lot of easy access to. Now you can get very creative, right? Yeah. Um, and so like those things, and then uh, virtual real estate, because now a space can be used to generate value now. So the space itself probably has value. So people will trade a lot of those. So basically a lot of new forms of um, economies emerging that exist only virtually. That's gonna be very interesting to see. And of course, gaming, um, kind of like the movie Ready Player One, you know, yep. like you well, keep that's talking a classic example. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, like the, the, the characters, like your avatar, your identity avatar, um, the, the actual engagements or actual games that you're playing, the different virtual worlds. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think there will be some virtual spaces where game publishers directly create their in-game headquarter in there and then release their games in there. So instead of buying a physical copy or download a game, go into the uh, metaverse and go into that space, right, to mm. play that game. So I think it's very, very likely that's going to happen. Um, when it comes to Chester, uh, we we specialize on uh, distribution, right? So there is there is a possibility where we you know start supporting virtual items distribution. So we start putting these into you know uh, a mystery chest as well. So people who are coming into the space, they don't know where to start. They can still use it to like uh, to to discover new content. Because our goal is to, again, democratize access to high quality NFTs. So let's say if you're just coming into the NFT space, there's so much in discovery, you don't know where to start. Just get a simple chest and reveal three to five pieces of content. Just start with those, right? Yeah. Now you're, you have the background of those projects. You can learn more about it. Cool. Like some of them you like, some of them you may not. And then try another chest and then discover more. That's like a much more, uh, uh, much more no hassle way for the average person to get started, right? You don't have to worry about or oh, so should I go to this project on Polygon or Ethereum or Binance Smart Chain? Blah 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 blah. We just we're just trying to make it easy. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm th I'm thinking while you were saying all that, especially with the metaverse and obviously Chester. How about mm. now you start putting a, like a map in each chest box, and then in the future that map will give you navigate you around whether it's whatever metaverse you choose to go in to find a, a bonus. Uh, Chester, Chester Fox. <laughs> that would be cool. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, um, 
um almost like a treasure map like really yeah, like yeah. a treasure chest and treasure map relationship yeah the hunt yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the hunt, yeah man. i think that would yeah, be, yeah. be cool man like or even if it's a case of like if you do when you have events um in the metaverse or uh, i mean do you have any live events actually i haven't asked that do you have any live events or you look at um, events not not like a digital exhibition and such but we had like only like twitter spaces and opening okay. party and such yeah. so are um, you, you well, plan yeah, to do that yeah. You plan to do that? Uh, we hope to do that. Yeah, yeah. Eventually, when we have more resources, like right now, we've been the whole team, like the three of us, we've been working like literally 12, 14 hour days for the past few months. Like Crazy. we're trying to, you know, manage the community part, figure out uh, product development, come up mm. with an investable model so we can actually get resources, yeah, to mm. scale up our product. Uh, because we, again, we want we want to be here to stay. It's not just some like fun project that we run for a few months and then call it. We want to scale it indefinitely. So. A lot of work to do uh later on when we have more resources i would love to you know have more uh fun times like virtual parties all sorts of things like treasure hunts and, yeah, yeah treasure hunts amazing. live treasure hunts with your phone <laughs> and that and ar and look yeah. for the treasure box at the actually event i feel like that whole I'm, I'm looking forward to that whole game of fight aspect to everything whether it's music fashion and uh, mm-hmm. art like the just bringing more than one use case to uh, uh, just evolving so I'm, mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to that and that's for me, I'm a, bring the kid out of me. You know what I mean? <laughs> me too. <laughs> That'll be fine. Yes, <laughs> it's fun. But yeah, man, like you guys are doing amazing things. Uh, is there anything that you want to say that what we can look out for in the next say next few months, project wise, that we should be looking at mm. from yourselves? Yeah, yeah. So um, as mentioned, we've dropped one uh, Genesis series so far that was yeah. like, featuring 28 chests. Uh, we are lining up another collaborative drop with one of the potential partners in the space, um, and that's going to come out about mid to late September. And then another one after about October time. In the meantime, we're rolling out a lot of new community support programs. So if you're interested, whether you're a collector or creator, come check us out. We're just getting started here, yeah. Yeah, you, you definitely are just getting started but doing amazing things. Um, I will put your, your Twitter, all your handles down in, in below. Um, thank you for coming on today and sharing what you guys are doing. I think it's amazing. And creators, once again, get involved. I don't know what you're waiting for. Like if this is the space, <laughs> it's at no cost. They're actually, offering so much value at this point you better do it what before they stop <laughs> but uh thank you again uh my, obviously guys keep in contact and we'll, we'll, we'll talk some more mm-hmm, for sure right. thank you for having me it was great all right everyone stay listening take care bye